Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Pulse Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchRose.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 21st, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. We don't have too much to talk about today. The WBC is so exciting. What a wonderful game last night between Japan and Mexico. We have Japan and the U.S. today. Can't wait for that one. Uh, I'm going to be going to a place in Greenpoint tonight uh, to watch that one with a couple of PitchRose people. If you are inside the Discord um, come check out uh, the game with us. It's inside of uh, the Meetup channel. Um, should be lots of fun. And if you don't have the Discord, well, I've got some good news for you. Uh, we have a new coupon code that we're going to be using t- just today for those that listen to the Plus Pitch Podcast. Just as a quick way of saying thank you all so much uh, for uh, for listening to these podcasts. If you're getting PL Pro yearly, you're going to get $40 off just today for using code PLUSPITCH, all caps and one word that's plus pitch. So hope to see a lot of you guys on the Discord today. You get the live draft assistant tool, our 2023 projections that are ATC plus PLV. You get the auction draft calculator. You get uh, daily projections in season for your fantasy teams and DFS. Also get weekly for those in weekly leagues as well. It's an awesome thing. You help out the site and you get all this stuff ad free website, Discord, all of that. All right, we're gonna get to yesterday's games now. Patrick Sandoval in said WBC. Went 4.1 innings pitch, zero in runs, four hits, one walk, and six strikeouts across 66 pitches. That's good. His stuff isn't premier right now. He only allowed one ball in play in a sinker, which is good. That's what you want to see. Um, but the sliders were kind of hung up a bit. A couple good change-ups. It's not the peak Irish Panada. Um, Jose Arquiti followed 2.1 innings, one in run, two hits, three walks, two Ks. Velocity was back to normal. The secondaries, I think, actually were pretty good. Three walks were kind of weird. Um, probably just the moment a little bit, but Urquidy, I think I lowered too far last time because I was worried about velocity, and I think he's back up to it now, so I'm going to be swinging him back closer to the 70s now, uh, maybe even in the late 60s uh, for my 12-team, uh, the list, top 100. Uh, Kevin Gosman, five innings, zero in runs, three it's zero walks, and six strikeouts, 12 of 86 whiffs. He didn't have the best fastball command that we've seen from him here, but Kevin Gosman feels like he's ready to go. Kyle Bradish, though, not ready to go. 2.1 innings, 9 earned runs. Yes, 9. 9 earned runs. 9 hits, 1 walk, 2 Ks. His velocity was down a tick. I mean, it could also be because he was pressured in a small amount of time. Only 2 out of 23. Breaker whiffs. I, uh, I of course, DM'd fast and just showed him the box score and quickly became a whole thing like, why are you showing me this? <laughs> We're not so far away from Bradish. All that kind of stuff. But, um... I mean, he's making a point. It's like, okay, it's spring training. You don't know what he's working on. And uh, he didn't really throw the sinker. He threw more of the fastball. What do you know? I don't like the fastball. And the fastball got hit. Um, but it was also not just the fastball that got hit. We looked at all the balls in play and stuff. And there's some bad change-ups. There were bad curveballs. There were bad sliders. It was a bad day for Kyle Bradish. He allowed six earned runs and then got pulled with the bases loaded. And all three came in. All I'm trying to get at is Kyle Bradish is not ready to go. He's not per, uh, I don't know, 
primed and ready to become that SP4 or 5 that you want him to be for your fantasy teams, right? This, the breakout Kyle Brash season maybe does happen at some point. I feel like there's too much left to fix. I would get more excited about Kyle Brash right now if the slider and curveball were better than 2 out of 23 whiffs. Because that's really the path for Kyle Bradish. It is not with the sinker and four-seamer being dominant. No, they're just trying to be okay and serviceable. It's about the slider and curveball actually being legitimate, overwhelming pitches. And if you guys have heard me in the past get excited for young pitchers, it's when they have these secondaries that are dominating. And Kyle Bradish is not carrying those at the moment. So without them... I'm a little bit worried. It, it's not about what usage of the fastball he's having. It's like you gotta, you gotta have your stuff, you know, getting whiffs and everything. He's not doing it. So, so that's where I'm at with Kyle Bradish. I'm not drafting him in 12 teamers. I have him still on the list because maybe you know tomorrow he just all of a sudden clicks in with it. But I feel like it's gonna be this undulation through the entire year, a la Jose Barrios. And yes, I said the word Barrios assigned with uh, Kyle Brash, which means he's essentially a cherry bomb. And I don't want to lean on a cherry bomb, especially to start the year, because I don't want guys that I feel like I can make a decision on in April, not guys who are going to fluctuate a bit. Even if they do well, I won't trust. That's not good to have in April, because then you're going to be sitting on your hands with that guy and not feeling good about it. Well, other ones that are actually breaking out are going to be going to other teams. Okay, so we don't have too many others to talk about today, but we do have a a fair amount, including a stud pitcher having a very strange start. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Chase Silseth won 3.1 innings, 8 earned runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, 2 Ks. Why does this matter? Because he's fighting for the SP6 spot, but I feel like after this... It will likely go to Griffin Canning. Now, are the Angels going to have a six-man rotation? We assumed yes, but there is talk that Shohei Otani can go every five days. Now he's ready for it. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens with the Angels. I think it's going to be Griffin Canning at the moment, if there is going to be one. Nick Lodolo went six innings, zero and runs three. It's three walks and eight strikeouts. It's good to see that, but I kind of just want him not to confirm any fears I have about his command seeing those three walks, but... His stuff is really good, and he's going to get strikeouts this year. That's not in question. Think of, like, Matthew Boyd entering 2020. We kind of knew he was going to get you strikeouts. It was just what's the cost going to be with your ERA and your whip and really your win total as well. 
Garrett Whitlock, three innings, zero and runs, three hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. So the plan here with Garrett Whitlock, unfortunately, is likely one rehab start at the beginning of the year, which means he does not get the Pirates to start the year, and I'm so upset about it. It was such a good situation. We could see where Garrett Whitlock was. He gets the Pirates. You feel good about it and all that jazz. So not as good of a situation now for Whitlock, especially if you draft him. you got to hold on to him for about two weeks until he can make any sort of decision. Not fun. If he's on the IL, that would be kind of nice and a nice little cushy thing. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Garrett Whitlock. Um, I am I guess I'm okay having him at the end of my 12-teamer drafts just to kind of see what happens. And as a backup, if there isn't anything else to chase uh, that first week. But I will stress that we don't quite know how to feel about Garrett Whitlock right now. I want to say that it's going to be good. But is it a gamble you want to wait those two weeks for? I don't know yet. I don't know. Uh, so I don't. I guess I'm going to say I'm okay 22nd, 23rd round Terry taking Garrett Whitlock. Just be kind of ready to say like, oh no, there's this other guy that is looking so good right now. Get that instead if that happens. Luis Ortiz, three innings, two and runs, three hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. We're not going to see Luis Ortiz on the Pirates for a good while, I think. And I still question if he has the ability to get enough whiffs on his four-seamer. Um, it has a lot of ride to it. Um, horizontal ride, I should say. And that doesn't really speak to whiffs. So even though it has good velocity... There's that problem, then the fact that he doesn't get enough strikes with a slider, despite its lovely, lovely break. So, not so much in on Luis Ortiz at the moment. Justin Verlander, 4.2 innings, 200 runs, 2 hits. Okay, okay. Six walks! Three strikeouts. Very strange. Verlander had a quote saying like, hey, it's kind of nice to have some traffic during spring training, just to get that out of the way. Uh, apparently, I mean, he's healthy and all. That's all that really matters. He's going to be fine and figure out what the heck happened there. Buckshow Walter wanted to say something. Oh, yeah, he had really tough calls um, at, you know, ball four that were really close and could have gone either way. I'm like, whatever. Okay, manager. Um, but, I, but, yeah, don't worry about this at all with Justin Verlander. And on the flip side of this, it's Patrick Corbin. Six innings pitch, one earned run, five hits, zero walks, and five Ks. You could have just switched these two. There were some funny quotes and I say funny because it's like, okay. So he feels really confident and he knows how bad the last two seasons are. He really wants to correct it and he's really focused and stuff. It's just like, all right. Um, I, I hope so. I hope Patrick Corbin has his renaissance. That would be lovely. It would be such a fun story and no one will trust it. And then the one person who does in April is going to soar if that happens, right? I'm going to have to see some more stack ass data on it first to really get any sort of confirmation that things are different in any fashion. Uh, Martinez was saying... That Corbin's sinker command was way better. And okay, we'll see there. Um, do not jump in on Hatchet Corbin right now. We, this is absolutely a wait and see. Brandon Woodruff did not have this, uh, is having a cleaner spring training than he did last year, but he ran into some trouble yesterday. 4.2 innings, 5 run runs, 6 it's 1 walk, 5 Ks. Just be on the lookout to see if uh, the Reno's disease isn't you know, popping up again um, and affecting him. I don't think it is. But, uh, you know, he had a bad spring last year when that stuff was affecting him and didn't really say anything about it. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So hopefully everything is fine. I'm not going to change anything at the moment. Logan Gilbert, four innings, zero runs, three hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. Good to see that from Logan Gilbert. 
I've been very hesitant to draft Logan Gilbert in my drafts because I just haven't seen enough from the secondaries to suggest that he is anything different from last year. And last year was good. It just wasn't it wasn't that leap that you want to see from a guy that you're taking around SP 30 to 35. Still, something that I've talked about a lot in the past that uh, I might be overlooking, honestly, in my drafts this year, is chasing guys with good innings floors that still have a strikeout rate above 20%. Um, that's why I was in on Wheeler and Alcantara before their breakouts, and Logan Gilbert's in a really nice situation where he could easily go above 180 innings this year, 190, something like that, maybe even go for 200. And that gives him an opportunity to just go strike up per inning and get you 200 strikeouts. And I might be overlooking that. That said, I don't know if he's doing enough with his secondaries to turn him into a, a good whip guy. You know, is he doing enough to prevent his hit per nine? But Logan Gilbert might be someone that I need to slightly increase in my drafts. I just felt like his slider and, and splitter and curve just aren't doing enough for me to think like he can really take that leap. Kyle Wright pitched finally. He had got that cortisone shot in his right shoulder a couple weeks ago, which is very concerning. 2.2 innings, 4 and runs, 5 at 0 walks, 0 Ks. You think, oh, well, there it is. Well, no. This is his first start of the spring. He just wanted to be healthy, get out there and, and pitch. He was he touched 95. He sat 95 last year. He touched it in this one. Fell down to 92 and 91 in his final frame. But that's kind of typical for a guy just kind of going out there, not overworking his shoulder. Uh, because he's very concerned about that. And he felt great, he said. He didn't have any sort of problems. He just was taking it easy. Um, that's good. I am very concerned for two reasons. One, just overall, even if Kyle Wright was healthy and full, uh, he wasn't that good last year. And his command has always been a question for him. And the idea that all of a sudden he's going to take his is, is good but not overwhelmingly great season last year and just take another leap forward. I don't, I, I think he's going to be a step back in the first place. And then you throw in this fact that he has a shoulder injury that already got a cortisone shot for. And cortisone shots are not like surgery or fixing it. That is just a pain reliever. And that is going to come back. <laughs> this isn't like, this isn't the last we hear about Kyle Wright's shoulder. So yeah, I'm avoiding this everywhere. And it also means that I'm going to be more in on Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, honestly. Because right now, the the Braves have three guys who were supposed to be in this rotation and are not. Bryce Elder, Ian Anderson, and Michael Soroka. And that has opened up one spot in the rotation, which I think is going to be Jared Schuster out of the gate. But Kyle Wright is going to likely not be in it at some point. This is this is me just, maybe I'm I, being too negative on this. But I really do feel like Kyle Wright is not going to survive the season with his shoulder. So that might be Dylan Dodd. Obviously, Michael Soroka is going to get a crack at this too. So it might be something where Jared Schuster's in there, and then by the time Soroka's ready, there's some, you know, that's when Wright isn't doing well. Maybe Charlie Morton doesn't have the greatest uh, injury history. There's also Spencer Strider, who did not go above 140 innings last year, and so on. So it's a very interesting case for Atlanta. I think there's a lot of value to be had here because it is a good defense. It is also a winning ball club. It's a great place to pitch. Uh, so Schuster and Dodd, I'm very intrigued in him. He had 21 wins from Kyle Wright last year. 
but yeah, I'm not going after Cal Wright because of all these concerns. Um, and you know, it's not because of the line yesterday. It's because of the cortisone shot. Um, all right. Zach Eflin, 3.1 innings, four and runs, seven hits, zero walks and one strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this? I'm not too worried about Zach Eflin. I know the last throw wasn't too good either, but I think he's a decent last pick in your 12-teamers. I'm not going to go and chase him because I think he's ultimately just a Toby and we don't draft those. But if you're looking for somebody to to maybe be a... I don't know if it's going to be a quality start guy. I kind of feel like the Rays are going to limit him still. So it's going to be like five and change off him for Zach Eflin. But I think he's going to be productive, especially for your 15-team teams. But not like this, oh man, I'm so sad I didn't get Zach Eflin. Like, I don't think that's going to happen to you guys this year. But all right, that is going to do it for this edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, but I will still be recording in Vegas every morning. So don't worry. We are so close to the season, literally a week from Tuesday. So I'm sorry, from Thursday. It is Tuesday right now. So that's nine days away is opening day. It's amazing. I cannot wait. And we're going to have some fun this season. It's going to be great. I'm going to be doing these Plus Pitch Podcasts Monday through Friday in season. So make sure you subscribe and follow along. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your battles be low and your strikeouts high.